I'm Kelly Llewellyn. And I'm Greg Homme. And this is Caveman. And Counselor. Okay. Well, welcome back to Caveman and Counselor, the podcast that delves into the world of mental health and recovery, brought to you by marriage and family therapist, Kelly Llewellyn, and me, Greg Homme, your advocate for behavioral health. As always, a quick reminder to our listeners this podcast is designed for informational purposes only and does not intend to replace professional advice. If you or someone you know is struggling, we urge you to seek guidance from a qualified professional. And in the background is my puppy Bobby tearing up paper that needs to be torn up. All paper should be torn. Oh, by the way, did I tell you Torah had this thing I had to fill out for the doctor? And I look over and guess who shredded it to pieces. <laughs> so I had to call the doctor's office and say, hey, I, I've never really actually said this to somebody, but my dog ate my papers. I need to send more. Can you send me more? Yeah, well, he has a wood deficiency. So we're very privileged to have a good friend of mine here today, uh, marriage and family therapist Graciela Cortez, who specializes in serving the Latin community in our region, along with other folks. Today, we'll demystify the cultural nuances, discuss the systemic challenges, and reveal the strengths within the Latinx community that contribute to a healthy approach toward mental wellness. Well, whether you're a mental health practitioner or an individual on your personal mental health journey, we're just curious to hear about the interplay between Latin culture and therapy more deeply. There's something valuable for everyone here. So get comfortable, put your headphones on, unless you're Carol and you're driving home from the beach or something, um, and prepare to broaden your understanding of the Latinx culture and therapy. Uh, we believe in the power of cultural humility and the need for culturally competent care for everyone. Uh, remember to like, share, and subscribe to Caveman and Counselor on your favorite podcast platform. And do leave us a review. Your support helps us continue creating valuable content and assist others in finding this transformational podcast. So join us, um, and thank you for joining us, along with Josh, who was our first uh, official member of our podcast, and let's dive into today's episode on Latinx culture and therapy. Hey, so we have with us here Graciela Cortez. She is a marriage family therapist. We were in graduate school together many oh moons God. ago, weren't we, Graciela? Yes. Is that before the invention of, uh, of the internet? When the dinosaurs were on the earth. Actually, I had to do my... Oh, God, here we go about microfiche. Oh, Jesus Christ. But No, not microfiche. That's bachelor's. No, I had to go uh, use a friend's word processor for my papers because I couldn't afford it word processor back then. I don't know about you, Graciela. What did you do for your papers? Um, I, ha I also need somebody in my office to help me. <laughs> <laughs> to help you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and thank you for having me here. Um, it's an oh. honor for me. Oh, thank you. We're yes. honored to have you. You know, I think a lot of your work and I know your heart with the community and thank you. Uh, you were just telling us that you're coming in as an expert witness again. Yes. Um, starting on Friday, another case where you're going to be talking about um, immigration, uh, helping support somebody through the immigration yes. process. By the way, which is just a, whole, it's a draining process. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So um, I'd like to go ahead and have you share some of your background information about yourself, yes, including your origins and what led you to pursue a career in therapy. Okay, my. So what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I tell, tell I tell you what my client said. He asked me if it was true that 
uh, therapists and psychologists are crazy, crazier than their clients. And I said, oh, of course, if I have to see you, of course I'm crazier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> he laughed. Yeah. That's a good one. Yes. That's a very good one. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm from Mexico City. And I was born there, and I was raised in different places in Mexico. I was raised by different people. My grandma, Mm -hmm. my grandfather, my grandmother and grandfather were my, the people who raised me better than anybody else. I love them. They were caring, Mm -hmm. loving, and they encouraged us to go to school. Unfortunately, I have a mom who had a mental disorder because she had an accident when oh. she was little and um and and then she was not in a good place emotionally so she mm-hmm. was not stable so we were raised by many many different people um when you say different people do you mean uh, different yes family i members? was raised by one of her friends one year oh. an aunt one another year another lady and the following year we went to boarding catholic schools and my my two sisters and I, um, mm-hmm. I heard so, uh, about therapy at that time because of my mom, but she never wanted to go to a psychiatrist. Um, as I was getting older, I especially Graciela to date ourselves. What year were you born? Yes, um, 1963. I'm 60 years old. Oh well, same same age as me. Yes, yes. Boy, I should have taken better care of myself. <laughs> 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 but the bottom line is in the 60s yes here it was already yes stigma to go to therapy yes in mexico it's even more stigma yes it is especially in my family my grandfather was a lawyer and uh, my grandmother had a good friends that were all very nice and we looked good outside but in my house it was very painful inside and um, mm. I just ran away from home and went with a boyfriend and uh, I was 15 for almost 15 years old I had my daughter when I was six, 15 and uh, my first young. daughter mm-hmm. And I came to the United States when my daughter was um, nine, almost 10. In Mexico, I didn't have time to go to continue school. I was um, working, trying to make a living with my ex-husband and and taking care of my daughter. And when I came to this country, I I realized I could do everything. So, so you were about 24 or so when you got here? Uh, I was 26 years old when I came okay, to this you country. Well, you have a nine-year-old daughter. Yes. And then what did you do? A 10-year-old daughter, I'm sorry. Oh, yes. And what did you do then at that point? At that point, I started to clean ho- I started to clean houses and went to school, English as a mm. second language. Then I um, moved. I used to live in Palm Springs, and I moved to Palm Desert in order for me to be close to College of the Desert because I didn't have a mm. car <laughs> so <laughs> I I walked to to College of the Desert finish my English as a second language mm-hmm. and then continue with my um, with my high school to get a high school mm-hmm. diploma mm-hmm. and uh, then I went to college there and it took me a long time to get to finish college. Well, sure, you're working on a little one. And, and, second and I believe because also um, I have ADHD and dyslexia. So it was for me, it was very, very difficult to um, to learn. But I I wanted to have good grades. And I, 
I dedicated all my life um, from then on to study and to work and to take care of my daughter. So mm -hmm. it was, uh, wow. at, that, at that time, I was already a single mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. I divorced from my ex-husband, and, um, mm -hmm. and, and then I went to college. I went to, uh, I did my BA, and, um, and it's been a long, a long, long, long. Did you come over, can I ask you, did you come over legally or, or illegally? Illegally. See, you're one of those. You're one of those people yes. we should be so concerned about. One of those lazy Mexicans, right? <laughs> Who's going to come here and yeah. rob us and rape us? And yeah, oh she, my now god! Now she's got her master's degree and she's doing counseling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love when they say they're going to take our jobs. Yes. No, they're not because you're working. I work. I work really hard, yeah. actually. Um, cleaning houses and actually, the, I, I believe like the the people who work here, like white people, welcome mm -hmm. me. Welcome me at that time mm -hmm. very yes. nicely. They embraced me and they uh, supported me in my education and in my work and mm -hmm. uh, the other part that I was it was very difficult for me was to go on the same at the same pace of, as other people at that time oh I didn't gosh. know that I have learning disorders and, and, and again, doing this in a second language. Yes. I'm going to keep emphasizing, yes. <laughs> emphasizing that. My God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. And, and I think what it's important for me right now, it's um, moving, like looking um, at, at, at that time, like if I'm looking as, an, as who I am right now, looking at that time, I believe mm -hmm. also my grandma was at, at, at home. My grandpa was working to give us a good life, and mm -hmm. um, and my grandma I, and I was I was I was um, taught to be a housewife. I was taught sure. uh, um, I, I I had to learn to be a good house housewife. But Gracia, that that was our generation, both yes. countries. Okay. In the sixties, early sixties, I thought I was going to be a housewife yes. until seventies. Oh, well, yes, housewife. Yeah, I did when I was a little oh, okay. girl in the 1960s. I thought I was going to be mommy and have babies. It's yes. true, Greg. You're not okay, a girl, so right. you can't speak. You're right. Hush. I, still, yes. I don't ever Hush. see you that way. Hush. Quiet. <laughs> no, 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 and no, I no, think no. What, what it was a shock for me because I learned, I went to, I did everything. I learned how to cut hair, how to clean, how to cook, how to run my, my finances at home, um, how to dance, how to play music, things like that, that I wasn't ready for real life, just to be mm. a mom. But in Mexico, I believe that was a real life. Um, it mm. may be here too, like you said. And um, so interesting. the other Sheila. thing also, people hear a lot of bad things here about Mexicans. And in Mexico, you hear a lot of bad things about um, about Americans, too. And <laughs> sure. uh, so I, when I came Which to this country, <laughs> no, no, actually, when I came to this country, I, I was a little bit concerned. I was very shy and I was thinking maybe, you know, somebody will um, hurt me or do something bad to me. And uh, and nothing happened. Everything um, I had problems here and there, but it's like not almost nothing compared with uh, what what I have in Mexico. I love Mexico, but it's not a good place to live. Um, it's very dangerous, and it's not the money you earn is not enough. Uh, no, to survive. No, so unless you're in the top yes, five percent or whatever. Yes. And mm -hmm. the other part is that when I came here and and continue my education, it took me years and years and years. It took me 
one year to um, three years to do my uh, to complete three years to complete my uh, my ESL program, one year for my high school, three years and a half for college, two years for my BA. And I graduated with honors from that, and three and three years for my master's. Wow! And uh, <laughs> ten years to get my license. I didn't pass right. the test uh, for three times. I know we were times. all rooting for you. We yes. were so <laughs> upset, and it was the language. Yes, I, it was the language is a problem. We're I like, she's think, a great therapist. I think what it was is the ADHD mm. part of it you because so? I asked for more time, and uh, no. and I passed. It was so always that. one or two points that I, I needed more time to, to, to learn. Mm -hmm. And like you said, also yeah. the language, because I, we usually uh, read in English and translate in, uh, mm -hmm. in yeah. English, yeah. translate in Spanish and tra translate it Man. back to English. And then, so then you've got, you've, got, you've got learning disabilities as well, and you're yes. trying to do that. So, no. <laughs> Graciela, so... What is the main difference you think between cultures in in therapy between uh, Hispanic culture or Mexican culture and American culture and how how it intersects in with counseling in general? I believe uh, because it happened to me when I went to therapy. That's the reason I'm a therapist now, and I believe mm -hmm. in therapy because that I changed from not being secure, not being, uh, being very shy, being very, have a lot of anxiety and depression to being a more secure person and more stable. Um, and my first therapy was actually an, an American lady, a Caucasian. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what helped me a lot was that she was very uh, nice. She was very empathetic. She was listening. And she seems to be probably not understanding but she was um, she was there with me in the present and the here and the now. Right. And for me, that was very important. It's almost like somebody was present with me. Right. Somebody was mm. there for me. Right. And I don't see any difference between being a Latino therapist oh, oh. and an, a Caucasian therapist. Oh, I see. Actually. Because it's really just kind yes. of the, the connection, of the yes. human connection. Absolutely, yeah. Because I, exactly, I have some clients who are, who were born here uh -huh. and are Latinas and they're considered to be um, American, right. no, not Latinas. Right. They don't want to be called Latinas. Uh -huh. So when I talk to them, I ask them first, so where are you from? Uh, from oh. here, from United right. States. And, um, and they don't want to speak Spanish. They don't want to connect anything. Uh, or even though they look like Latinas, right. they don't want to. But as time goes on, and they like they um, they I create that safe environment, right. and they're there. They mm -hmm. share sometimes that they don't speak Spanish because they are ashamed. Oh, because mm -hmm. they are not um, before. That's what they said. Uh -huh. They were not allowed to speak. Um, Spanish, right? And if they speak Sp spoke Spanish at that time, they were punished, or 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 people, or um, they were um, treated differently. Was that in their classroom? In or the classroom, or and sometimes at home, even at though home their parents well. didn't speak English, uh, spoke mm -hmm. spoke English at that time. Uh, they mm -hmm. they uh, they spoke English. 
So it was the family's attempt to acculturate, and they wanted to, in order to do that, they were trying to kind of taking away the Latin culture from that person. I believe. They want- I believe so. Um, um, th- what they said because sometimes I asked them. I said, "Oh, you don't speak Spanish," and they said, "Oh, un poquito." My mom doesn't speak any um, mm-hmm. any English at all. So I said, "How did you communicate with her?" She said, "Well, in Spanish," uh-huh. um, but I don't. I don't speak Spanish at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I outside the home and mm-hmm. and I think they are more insightful themselves so uh, for me I think uh, uh, there is a bridge that that um, that I cross that and I realize we are human beings like like you Greg said right. it's not mm-hmm. about being a Latina therapist or a, because I have a Latina therapist and she was mean <laughs> <laughs> You can tell me after the show. <laughs> oh, it is funny. Um, <laughs> and she was telling me, why you didn't do this? I told you to do it and you didn't do it. Yeah. And this is what you get for, because oh, I make, well. made a lot of <laughs> oh mistakes God. in my life. Yeah. And I kept, I kept making the same mistakes again, so again, and again. You didn't need to be ashamed. <laughs> and I was so shameful. So yeah. sometimes, oh and I goodness. told her because I was honest. I want, I wanted to get better, but I didn't get any better. Uh-huh. I no, was just shaming I, your client. Is yes, not I ended going over there, and she asked me, "How are you doing?" And I'm going like, "Fine, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what you described earlier, Graciela, was Carl Rogers, right? Yes. Unconditional positive hey, regard. Yeah, thank you. And it sounds like this therapist was the opposite we, of that. Yes, that's what I decided. No, that's what important. I decided to be a humanistic existential therapist. Yes. <laughs> There's this word I've heard about, familialismo. Familialismo. And it means what yeah, what it means it's a central Latin cultural value. It involves dedication, commitment and loyalty to family. Mm-hmm. Regularly spending time with one's immediate family and extended family is part of it. Um, it also involves seeking the family's advice on important decisions. That being said, I think that is different. There's some similarity, of course, with, with families of all different cultures where kids will go to their parents for record for de- decisions. Some families have family dinner every Sunday um, and loyalty. But I did notice when I came to Southern California a big difference. Mm-hmm. If somebody was in the hospital and it would be like, you know, just a, a person from California um, like a, a white person from California, they're in the hospital, well, their spouse would be there with them, maybe their kids would come by. If a Latin person was in the ca- hospital, everybody's there, right? Yes. <laughs> the tia, the tios, the cousins, the primos, everybody. Yes. And what do you, that's kind of lovely. Yes. I think huh? both ways is lovely because it's mm-hmm. the way, um, the way you, you were born, were raised and born and raised. I believe mm-hmm. that because we were raised with a lot of people, um, not not in my family. That's a difference. In my family mm-hmm. were three girls, and we were all over the place, yeah. and everybody raised us. And um, I think that's a good thing that everybody raised us. A, a lot of people raised uh, me and my two mm-hmm. sisters. Um, that's a, the loving family, the love, the love that our family had for us, and the caring. Everybody were like part of it. It's almost like a village. The family is more than yes. blood. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. I, the only thing that I couldn't separate was the emashment of my family. Mm-hmm. The emashment mm-hmm. of the family is very easy in the Latino families, the secrets mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful that we are um, 
a very close oh. family. It, it, it's difficult when you go to Mexico to your family and they ask you lots of things and they ask you, talk to this person, why don't you do this? Why don't uh, you used to do that? And they don't understand. Sometimes we have to draw boundaries with your family. Mm -hmm. And if you mm -hmm. do it, you are a bad person and you change, you're being Americanized and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think we have good things from here and good have good things from Mexico. Mm -hmm. It's balanced that what I believe it's important not to be on the streams of one thing or the other. Because if you are not going to have a healthy boundary and you're going to have a big dysfunctional family, I think it's better than one or two people visit you in the in the hospital. <laughs> not many people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you have a good close family, and it's a lot, and where there are a lot of people and it's healthy, right. I think it's good. So you're kind of saying, um, again, it's just, it's boundaries. Yes. And having boundaries in any family is important, mm -hmm. no matter the culture, the boundaries that fit for that particular person. Just, you know, I have, I know some people who are extremely private. I'm pretty private, actually. Yes. You know, in terms of my personal things, I don't, I, when I have something difficult, I don't share that with a lot of people. Um, and yet there are other people who they have something going on and it's on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. yeah and that's fine for them. I mean, it's on Facebook. You know, see them willing and being willed into surgery yes. right after surgery. And, yes. You know, that's not right or wrong. It's just different boundaries. Yes. Um, and so and that the other part, too, is that as a therapist, I still in therapy. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and now I have a Latina therapy who's a lot younger than I am, <laughs> but oh. she was raised in Mexico and she knows all the sayings and the jokes uh -huh. and the, like mm -hmm. my grandma used to say, and I laughed so much with her because I can relate with her. But at the same time, when I miss my, um, my Caucasian therapist because she was so loving and caring and mm -hmm. she mm -hmm. created that, that uh, connection with me and not like if she was my grandma or my mom, but I never had that mom-daughter relationship right. uh, mm -hmm. that it was consistent. And mm -hmm. that created that, that, that bridge. And I think it's important as a therapist to continue going to therapy when I need to. Um, mm -hmm. Otherwise, I won't be able to, um, to, to be there for my clients. That, mm -hmm. For me, that's very important. I think, it's, I think you're right. I think it's very, very important. Um, so let's talk about the term machismo. Um, and what does that mean and what role does it play in the mental health stigma among Latin individuals? And how do you address this in your therapy sessions? Um, I get a lot of machismo or a lot of macho men in my office. Um, mm -hmm. Most of my Latin, Latino clients are machos. I believe mm -hmm. the way that I address them is uh, um, being there for them same thing as with everybody else because somebody taught them to be machos they were not um born that way so i i do not um i i i create that that um that boundary of respect from the moment they go to the office i treat them with respect and let them know if they try to cross the line like there is one guy who came and said like hi sweetie and then she, oh. <laughs> she tr he tried to hug me. And I said, my name is Graciela. You can call me Graciela or you can call me your therapist. You know, that no, no, sweetie, I'm not your sweetie. Mm -hmm. And I, was I said it in a nice, 
but firm mm-hmm. way. And next time he say, hi, sweet. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, Graciela. I'm sorry. That is not okay. Mm-hmm. And now he, every time he go, and he tried to joke, but I was very firm and respectful mm-hmm. and continue with the session. And then at one point when I created that connection, I asked him, so what is this about you about talking sweetie. about sweet, tell, calling me sweetie? He said, well, it's just with, uh, I guess with young girls, I can call them that and blah, blah. And later on, she realized that that was disrespectful. He realized that was disrespectful. And that was mm-hmm. uh, the problem that he was having with his girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, um, and I think it's not only with male, Mexican male. I think Latino American <laughs> males can be machos too. Oh, um, so? They're nice <laughs> people, but I mean, not to the, nice. the mm-hmm. extreme people, not everybody, no. but I mean. No, not everybody. They're nice they guys. Like, yeah. uh, they're they're mm-hmm. also macho guys. And mm-hmm. I believe that um, if you are there for them and you create that safe environment for them, and they can come out with where are they, where are they coming, where is their machismo coming from, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and is this part of, um, of the problem that they have in their home with their wives and their family or their families or at work mm-hmm. or whatever the problem mm-hmm. they have or with their anxiety and depression. Um, and, and a, a lot of them get into domestic violence mm. and uh, parenting uh, problems, yeah. pa- problems with parenting. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 what I tell them instead of 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 going to jail, and and get consequences, why don't you learn? So I teach them, you know, passive aggressive, active aggressive, assertive oh, communication, um, this the the pie of communication. What part of the communication is words? How do you, tone of voice, body language, mm-hmm. and um, body language, and the other one is um, actions. And we role play in session, and I try to make it comfortable, but it won't happen at the beginning of the sessions. So, Graciela, my burning question to you is, can I send Greg to you? (laughs) Can you send Can I send Greg? Can I send Greg over to work with you? She says, no. He's he's my friend. He's beyond hope. No. He's my friend. I have a good therapist, though. Um, That's a boundary. Good referral. Thank you. But, but guess what? <laughs> it's good. He already goes to therapy. Don't worry. It's only guys, no. Yeah. It's only to improve ourselves. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I no. think. It's not because but, we have a problem. Uh, it's because. Don't worry. I put him in therapy a long time ago. <laughs> He's still there. <laughs> no. He loves his I'm therapist. Just, She's the, great. The thing is that mm-hmm. I think there's a misnomer, and maybe you can help me with this. Yes, is sir. that mm-hmm. you know that they say that that. Uh, the Latin culture is hard to reach through therapy means because of of the stigma attached to it and all of these at mm-hmm. uh, the machismo thing. But I kind of feel that that's kind of is evaporating here because, yes. yeah, well, it, and for a number of things, I think it, it's about um, getting educated on it and realizing that that just because you go get therapy doesn't mean you're a weak person. It just means that you're yes. you're a healthy person trying to figure things out. Yes. And I and the other thing that I really think is that I'm sympathetic to at least the the male side of the culture is because yes. the females they're becoming to get very well educated, and I'm just thinking mm. the guys have have like a, a certain they've held a certain position in society, and I feel like that's getting eroded away very very quickly. Would you say that's just 
Latin culture, or would you say that's other cultures? Well, I, Mainly. I, well, I that's when I see because we're in an area that's heavily, heavily Hispanic. So we see it. Well, I always use this example is that when our university here went from a uh, basically a two year, which was basically a mm -hmm. junior and senior year for your bachelor's, Cal State, now was like four years, but yeah. they were going to take a hundred students. And 70 of them were young Hispanic females wanting to get a higher education. I'm, and I'm saying to the guys, I'm like, <laughs> you better catch up because because that's <laughs> that's a really a de defining factor in someone's level of education of who they end up marrying and, and or having a relationship with or having children with. So I part of me, I'm kind of feeling like they have a real culture shock really happening. Mm -hmm. But I, that is the key. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe that was a key um, that they are having a, a, a culture shock where they can no longer be abusive. They can no longer be, um, <laughs> you know, uh, doing what they're doing because they, the women have the rights in here. And other men, too, you right. know, where macho and macho try to do mm -hmm. their thing. And in, in Mexico, thing. they can get away with it. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, in the Latin cultures that you don't in the uh, uh, and in here, places. everybody has mm -hmm. the rights, right. men and women. And that's important that that they yeah. get educate more educated, or they or they are forced to get educated. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and women too, you know, some Absolutely. women in Mexico also are uh, feminists, mm -hmm. and oh, they totally. go to the other stream, oh, yeah. where they, where they can be. I don't need a man, and and you know, and they can hate men too, or yeah. they can. That's in every yes. culture. Yes, and I think it's as as long as. As long as what you said, Greg, and that um, the, the balance is important, educate them and let them know they're safe here. You know, mm -hmm. it's okay. Like like you said, um, um, Kelly, they can cry, they can be in therapy, mm -hmm. and they are going mm -hmm. to be strong, mm -hmm. stronger maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that is yes. that is a sign. But of yes, strength, many isn't men um, don't mm -hmm. want to cry in session. I let them know. Like it's okay, and mm -hmm. also I let them know nobody would know, nobody mm -hmm. except mm -hmm. he, his wife, and me, or whoever is in the room. Nobody else, mm -hmm. unless they talk about mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I remember doing you know just That's when I first important. started off doing therapy, and it was hard for guys to share emotions. Mm -hmm. I we would I would educate them about that. I imagine you the same way. A guy who's really strong internally and has good ego strength yes. can cry, can feel his emotions, can be sad, and it doesn't is not does not equate to weak. Yes. And yet, this is the term so many men equate to sharing their yes. feelings with about his weakness. But let's you go know, back to the you uh, know about 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 men mm -hmm. men the machismo. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I used to teach uh, classes for uh, core mandated for uh, parenting classes mm -hmm. and domestic violence classes mm -hmm. classes uh -huh. mm -hmm. and no, Coachella mm -hmm. in Desert Hot Springs and in Palm Desert. And I, I, I found out that most of the men were where they have a good side where uh, they went to therapy by force. Mm -hmm. They were forced to mm -hmm. go. Uh, to their classes, but at the end they were learning. They, I told them, yeah. this is the school, the Cochelita um, School of Communication mm -hmm. and Love for Your Family, and they graduated. Okay. And every time they graduated, they passed the coin one by one, and the, and we talk about why we thought he was an honorable man. 
and no machismo, no eg no yeah. ego, egos. Mm -hmm. And I told them at the beginning, leave your ego outside. It's okay. not, it, it, it doesn't belong here. Mm -hmm. And at and one point they did it back with the, their house and they the little, little monitos and they were coloring. Mm -hmm. And one mm -hmm. of the guys said, I'm not doing this. This is for children like kindergarten. I said, well, if you don't, then you can leave and not come to this class. You're more than welcome. Mm -hmm. And he stayed and he even used a glitter uh, for the <laughs> house. And when the, he did the presentation for his family, uh -huh. then mm -hmm. he was so excited at his house. Yeah. And he said, can I bring something for my house next week? And he was bringing wood uh -huh. and pieces of wood and little, little anim yeah. like, um, things and and he said i felt like a little kid like a little boy yeah. and and, and they really were safe yeah. because they were doing the same thing and having fun yeah. he he said is are those domestic are those domestic violin class uh -huh. violence classes uh -huh. This is what <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know that leads right into the term Marianismo. It means is a guy who is humble, supportive, submissive, and family focused. And that sounds like what you were helping these guys do, Gracias, yes. is go from machismo to Marianismo. I hope I said that right. Marianismo, yes. Okay. okay. It sounds like a a lovely, lovely term. I love that. And I'd let um, them know that we are the, at the same level, but we're different because they mm -hmm. try to, 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 to um, tell me that I'm, I'm a man. A woman can never be like a man. I said, That's I said, mm -hmm. yes, you're right. And, 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 and we're at the same level. The other thing that they were, that Greg mentioned is that they used to tell me, See you because you are a woman and you're a professional. You think you're too much and you think you know everything. Mm. And I <laughs> said, no, I, I learned. I learned how mm -hmm. to do this. Mm -hmm. And just as you have a job, what kind of job you, do you have? He said, well, I drive a truck and, and the field. And I said, if I ask you one day to, to come and do my job and I do your job, do, do you think I'm going to do a good job? And he laughed and he said, oh, no, in the heat. And I said, oh, that's why. Yeah. You're an expert on what you're right. doing, and I'm an expert on what I'm doing. Right. Can you please be respectful? Yeah. And then mm, he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and let's talk about that word in the Latin culture, respect. Yes. You know, the word respect is a huge word in the Latin community. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I taught high school at a, like 99% Hispanic school um, in the 90s, um, they had so much respect for the teacher. The parents oh, yes. did, and it was very, it was very, it was very lovely as a teacher to experience that. Um, so I know that's part of the culture. How about as a therapist? Does that respect kind of between you and your patient, your Latin patient? Does that show up because of the culture naturally? Uh, I don't think so. I believe uh, people who are older, they don't want to come to therapy because they're older. You have nothing oh, to teach they them. Have to, you have nothing and to teach me. If trying. they are younger, uh, they are, most of them were raised in here. And in Mexico also is that way too now. You know, they don't have respect mm -hmm. for their elders or that's what one of the problems they have, you know, because mm -hmm. they go all over the place or their parents treat them with a lot of they're very strict. So they mm -hmm. come and see an older woman and they don't want to be there. So I believe mm -hmm. that the respect that I get is the one that I, um, I, I that I give them. 
I serve mm-hmm. as a role model in session. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if they, do, they um, I do not look at, the, I look at the culture depending on the, where they're coming from, whether they're Latinos or Caucasian. I have, Jap- I have uh, Asian clients too mm-hmm. sometimes. And mm-hmm. um, I have, um, I teach classes for um, United Cerebral Palsy Inland Empire mm-hmm. for parents mm-hmm. of, of children with special needs. And those mm-hmm. parents are from all the special needs, not just cerebral palsy. And and some of them come, uh, and that's another culture too, you know, yeah, that you have. So. Yeah, and I and I, I believe Latino, Caucasian, uh, special needs, all the all the cultures or the or the communities, the different ones are, my, the main thing that I connect with them is respect. A respect for mm-hmm. their where they are coming from, the culture, mm-hmm. and ask questions about their where where are they coming from, you know what it's important for them, and some of them, um, when there is a lot of disrespect, I also let them know it's not appropriate in, in my office, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. a lot of them have what we call the Mexica Picardia Mexicana. Or Picardia Latina or Mexicana, like that—that's the the jokes that are very sarcastic and mean. And Uh, I mm -hmm. realize not only my it's not only my culture; it's also another culture. Yeah, sure. Uh, But that is. uh But I I I I think it's not Mm -hmm. only the Latino culture. It's oh yeah, Greg. Greg and I had years ago to work on taking that out of our. And I let them know that Mm -hmm. that's inappropriate. And Mm -hmm. if I serve as a role model. I think that's the main the, the main thing for me. Well, I think I know what you're going to I think I, I think I can read your mind and know what you're going to say to this <laughs> question. What are the most common issues that Latin cultures in our area seek your help for? Depression, anxiety, domestic violence for couples, uh, for, couples, couples for couples communication, couples. of course, like the men like, cheated on the wife or the wife cheated on the women and they um, they one of them don't want to separate because of the children. They want to keep the the the, mm-hmm. the integrity of the of the family, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's I believe that. But, but for couples, is um, My, most couples communication communication. Yes, and, yeah. I'd make mm-hmm. the argument it's respect too. But I think I think it. But that's both cultures. But but I believe it's it's. It's the respect that they have, the, the, the loss of respect that they what they have for each other. But, but mm-hmm. the, uh, that's the core mm-hmm. probably problem. But the main mm-hmm. the main thing that in general is communication, and mm-hmm. of course because they don't have respect for each other. Yeah, but that was very male of you actually, Greg, because that is working with couples. Men usually want to talk about respect. And feel, be feeling respected, and women usually want to talk about love and feeling loved. Mm-hmm. Ew. And that's a, about <laughs> ew. And, ew. And love and respect it too, yeah. in a way. Huh? It respect sure. it too. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure I've said this, is, but you know, kind of your love for someone ebbs and flows, you know, or changes over time. But I always feel like the, the core thing of like what, for me, dictates my behavior is my respect for my wife. Yes. But I, I and and go ahead. and and that's and that's important. You said that you respect for your wife, but at the same time, 
I asked the wife, what, what did you need? Or the husband, what mm. did you need from your, your mm -hmm. wife? And then mm. the husband said, well, this is what I do because most of the women, I said, but this is not most right, of the women. Right. She is hurt and if that hurt, that's important for her mm -hmm. if that's what mm -hmm. she needs. You know, mm -hmm. if it's not a, a, a brand new car, of course, or a new house. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably need yeah. that, but yeah. No. Well, what are some? No, no, oh, I was just go ahead. Please. I'm sorry, Kelly. Oh, but what are some um, like some advice you would give for Latin families dealing with intergenerational trauma or stress? And, inter inter and maybe we need to explain inter intergenerational trauma or stress, first of all. So that is stress that go from one generation to the next that carries on to that next, to that child. So let's say we have a, a child growing up in an alcoholic home, mom and dad are fighting, there's that intergenerational stress, and then they get married and they find themselves acting out maybe with an eating disorder, mm -hmm. and then that affects their child, so then it goes on and on. So how do you, what advice would you have for Latin families uh, dealing with that kind of intergenerational stress? As a therapist, mm -hmm. I believe like to listen to each other to respect each other and also to all of them can go to therapy. Therapists are neutral. Mm -hmm. They don't most of most of them <laughs> don't Except judge or therapist. criticize. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They don't criticize, they don't judge, yeah. they don't tell you what to do, most of them. Yeah. And uh, and you can find one that matches you. And, and they don't have to be Latin is what you would yes. say. And and, the and, the, and, and a lot of Latinos don't want to pay for therapy. And I believe therapy, that they do their nails, they have their brand new cars, they, they travel a lot, Isn't they have crazy? their huge houses, their mm -hmm. beautiful cars. Mm -hmm. And I invested in my therapy since I started school. And I believe mm -hmm. that's the best investment I ever oh, did yeah, in my absolutely. life. Because that, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't see who I was at that point. That was the other thing about the MASH relationship with your family. The management mm -hmm. of the of the family you, you that I couldn't see myself, I couldn't separate mm -hmm. myself. When I came to this country, mm -hmm. I was lost because I was mm -hmm. never without grandma or grandpa or somebody. Mm -hmm. So now I can see who I am. I have people who love me around or who mm -hmm. supports me. I have good mentors, but the therapy is, I believe, is one of the main things that helped me to succeed. Yeah. And you to that enmeshment is so yes. important. Where that so, individual as, is so covered by their parents yes. that if this is what our family does, this is how we are, yes. and they're like, "But I'm not like that. No, we're blue. No, I'm pink." Yes. And as a therapist, <laughs> you know? I suggest mm -hmm. fam Latino families who um, invest their, invest money in 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 therapy, invest mm -hmm. money in things they they need to go to a place in front of a neutral person where they can make the their, 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 their changes they need to make. And, you know, it's, I would think it'd be a relatively easy argument with a Latin family because talking to Latin families, what I would expect if I ask them, what is the most important thing? Mm -hmm. I would expect culturally for them to say family. Yes. And so if family's the most important thing, why are you worried about what kind of car you're driving? Yes. Oh. Why don't you buy? Why don't you invest it in that? 
right? Yes. And I, Greg's no, dying no, no, no. It's just, Greg? it's just, it, it's just like us too. It's like it's just a new way of thinking, and mm-hmm. and uh-huh. not, because if it's something that you're culturally not used to do at all, and now it's something mm-hmm. you should be doing, it just imagine. And the other thing when you're talking about stress and anxiety is. Uh, about people with their immigration issues, that must be yes. a, a oh enormously gosh. stressful. Because we yes. we have someone that works for us that, mm-hmm. that their their husbands on the um, DACA, uh-huh. you know, and there was a period of time there they were going to abandon the program and and start deporting mm-hmm. everybody, and these are kids that have been in this country as children, Forever. as small children, yes. and and in some sense more. <laughs> More pretty, pretty well acculturated, I'll say. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine that kind of stress on the family when that's the thing is like at any time there could you could, yes you could be deported. And it's different than when you come from another country because when you decide to come to another country, is to live a better life, right. to have food on your table, to you know you're coming to a better place, although it's going to be very difficult. Right. But when you are going know that you might be, everything that you, all your life is taken away by the government, right. uh, mm-hmm. that's different. Right. That's even worse, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've just met with one gentleman not too long ago in Mexico as an abogado, mm-hmm. right, an attorney. And now he's working in a service industry at one of the resorts. And he did this so that his daughter could come and have a better life here mm-hmm. and his family. And, you know, that's pretty, pretty lovely Yes, that he yeah. was willing to do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But really smart, very, such a gentleman. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's. Well, I realize that because we live in California, we have a much different perspective on it, too. Yeah, we do. We have a really yeah, different Yeah, and it's experience. like, and plus, mm-hmm. since we're on the border of Mexico, it's, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not how the rest of the country, I think, country sees it. Yes. You know, so, but I just can't, I couldn't imagine that. No. <laughs> just, just. No, the, I always, I always think I wish I would win the lottery and have a big place so everybody could go there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is so well, glacial, isn't it, Craig? That's not <laughs> so my, glacial. actually, that's not my lottery fantasy. <laughs> Mine is the basically. It's what to change it? my name, change my telephone number, <laughs> leave town. Oh, in that no, order. Not me. Where would and where would oh, you go, I, Greg? Does it? I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> are you going to take tag with you? Are you going to take the dog with Both. you? That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> don't get the No, I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm ready to do that yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. No, maybe for two weeks yeah. and then come back and go back to. To my 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 work. Yeah, I, I I'm. I love it. I'm very inspired by you, Graciela, Thank and you. I have some of the same issues. So I really get how difficult it is. And until yes. you get, until it makes sense to you, that your the level of frustration is just, you know. But you just yes. got to put your head down and do it. Yes. Okay. I have to ask something that's probably pretty socially inappropriate. So. What is it with the Latin culture and Chihuahuas? <laughs> and what Chihuahuas? Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas. I don't. Those barky little. I don't ear like that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> you're never going to be able to go back. I think, I think because uh, 
they probably be like us, you know, they're so little, they're so fragile, <laughs> and they're so, they try to be so mean, uh-huh. and you can protect them, you know, and mm. I don't know, I honestly don't know, I don't know, I don't but like, I don't do like chihuahuas. on that, no. No, I've got my crazy no, they, they're, they're bark, puppy over they here. They bark too much, and they're mean, and they're very mm-hmm. territorial, yeah. and that's not my kind of dogs I like. What kind of dog do you like? I like the the <laughs> the, the one that we had before, the English bulldog, uh-huh. or oh. the best in hand. Uh-huh. And, and uh-huh. we have it, we, we had one of those, one of each other. And I also had a toy poodle, but they're also territorial and mean. Yeah, yeah and bark a lot. Yes. And kind of so irritating. I didn't like that, but no, no. Had it already, so I, I learned right. to love her. Yeah, you love them for their. their... Spy. We had a dog yeah. like that. Yes. So we had to learn but not to love. again. Yeah. No. Not again. No. <laughs> So, yeah, I just, like, what advice would you give in general about uh, about Latina, Latina women and, and just kind of all of it about um, getting help and, you know, I don't know how to phrase it. Just, like, what, what advice yes. would you get? Because you've been through the true American experience, <laughs> you know, where you basically got here. Uh, immigrated here and 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 built a life for yourself and and turned into a professional and and really yes. contributing to do really good work not only for yes. your Thank that you. population that you serve but in general you know well, and by oh by the not way not easily done <laughs> you know i can't imagine no. learning a new language okay a and then basically working your ass off just to mm-hmm. to survive mm-hmm. Right, yes. and then going through the getting educated here in our system and struggling with the challenges you have, your learning disability, yes. and yes. then kind of and yeah. continue and to take the test and not give up. Yes. No. And you know, so that's just, and I, I hate when someone says you're inspirational, but guess what, Graciela, you're pretty inspirational. <laughs> you Thank know, you. and and I mm-hmm. just, it, I guess I get angry that. That because of people's uh, stake or uh, bigotry or something that doesn't res- respect the fact that that it's immigrants have really yes. yeah you know, they've really yeah. have offered so much to us yes. and there's a lesson to learn well, and yeah well well Greg bigotry my, is just a translation of fear yes people who are in fear yeah. right Galicia? yes I believe my advice mm-hmm. well I don't believe my advice could be to take one day at a t- one day at a time yeah. and mm-hmm. to um, to make a plan for themselves and one of the plans would be like for me to be consistent and persistent and to be around people who love them and care about them uh-huh. and don't be around people who are negative right. um, and that would be create the people who support them are the ones that are going to help probably 50% of their success right. as I did and with 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 uh, with uh, Kelly and other people I all I told everybody um, my plans and then I got a rejection and negativity and and with Kelly always 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 <laughs> I got encouragement and support and 
Thank I you, look, Graciela. I uh, I didn't trust in, to, in myself sometimes, yeah. but I looking at them like at Kelly at her eyes, mm-hmm. it's like oh she believed in me, she really <laughs> believed like, in me. Maybe she's not I should believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> she's not telling me to be nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that I believe by doing that. You don't, if you don't have that, that environment in your home or around you, then create it. Stay with them. And through your life, you're going to find those angels. Yeah. Right. Those angels that are going to support you getting where you need to go. Yeah. And, and that is good for everybody. Yes. And always the good to other people. Yeah, uh, be yourself. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. never ask, never, never, uh, if you want what everybody have, work hard for it. Yeah. I never asked for the government for anything. Right. I lost my house. I lost my car. I lost um, everything, and I started again. You know, it's sure it's did. my life one day at the, one day at a time with therapy, mm-hmm. with this my support support people that are around me, and you never never uh, um, feel bad to ask, yeah. even for a, a psychiatrist. Yeah. You know, taking medication yeah. if you need it. Yeah. That's what I did, and it works. Being the inspirational person you are, um, you did get yourself educated. Did you get some government help with your education, like go across class classes? You had some grants and things like that. Did you get any of that? I, I got grant, uh, grants that I'm still Good paying for. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Yes. But oh, yeah, loans. Yes. But what about grants? Oh, loans. No, no grants. Yeah. I did no FAFSA. Grants. FAFSA? Yeah, FAFSA. Yeah. FAFSA. FAFSA. Oh, yeah, everybody yeah. gets yes, that. Yes, that one. That's, that's the only one I got. I work. I clean houses. I babysit mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. I I um, mm-hmm. I was a waitress. I did mm-hmm. what I could to survive. Yeah. Do you believe that it would be useful for our government? I'm curious. But would you believe as somebody who's done it the hard way, that it's okay to help people? Like, had you had a little help? Had you had a little help getting school paid for from the government? Would that have really helped you? Would it have made your life, give you, given you a chance to spend more time with your daughter? I think, would that have helped you? I think that would help me if that would happen. But if I pay for it, I do it graci- graciously because I, mm-hmm. I work so hard for mm-hmm. it, but without that money, I would never make yeah. it. So mm-hmm. I don't mind paying for it. For me, it's an honor paying for it. Mm. I would not no. ask the government to pay yeah. for it at all. Mm. No, that's, interesting. Um, that's what I did all my life when I was without a job, with lost my house, mm. lost my work. I just regained, used my credit cards, and I got a part-time job as, <laughs> as fast as I could go back to my own feet. Yeah. And I pay for everything, yeah. my credit cards and everything. And I, I, I don't believe uh, I, I think it's part of me saying that if I want to be a role model for other people, I need to do it myself. Yeah. I cannot just live out of um, for free for if I can do it. And if I can do it, anybody else can do it. And that's also part of um, feeling that you're honorable, respectful, mm-hmm. you know, th- that your work counts, not just what you do what you say but what you do hey thanks so much for listening to today's episode of caveman and counselor where we bring you a unique blend of professional insights and practical perspectives on behavioral health if you like what you heard please don't hesitate to share this episode with others and don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date on future episodes and hey for those who'd like to support our work we have a patreon page where you can make a donation and gain access to exclusive content Thank you for listening. Until next time, remember, take care of your mental health.